was the bottom of the ninth, with McGuire up at bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap. I was eight years old, wearing gold and green. From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean. She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts. On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse. Sitting in the stands with her family. With the baseball glove her dad handed me. As the season unfolded, we held our breath. Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things, which are sports and stand-up comedy. Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everybody, welcome to Jokestrap. It is episode number 104. It is Wes Hoffman here. It is January 8th, 2022. Happy New Year. Yay! Um... Yeah. Happy New Year? Question mark? Hopefully. Hopefully it's better than the last two times we've said Happy New Year and then the year was kind of shitty. I will say 2021 was better than 2020 overall, but, you know, we're rolling into 2022 with this Omicron raging like a mofo being contagious as shit. Had to go, uh, uh, Christmas week, um, it was so bad in sports that the NHL postponed all the games that were scheduled the week of Christmas, and uh, they've also decided they are no longer going to have the NHL players go to China for the Olympics during February. Usually they take a break in the NHL schedule and have the players go to um the Olympics to compete, but this year they're like due to quarantining rules and all that. Should someone contract the virus, that it wouldn't be, um, wouldn't really be an option for the players because they'd have to like isolate for like three to five weeks, which is more time than any of them can really afford during the NHL season. So they decided not to send the players at all. So now the there's basically two two to three weeks, two and a half weeks of a free schedule in the schedule, but they're going to use that time to make up games that they've had to postpone due to coronavirus reasons, most of them um, involving Canadian teams um, as there's been issues with traveling across the border and just uh, stricter rules in Canada in general. So there's going to be a lot of makeup games coming up. The San Jose Sharks uh, had two games canceled um, that were against Canadian teams. And so they'll obviously have to make those up. But the Sharks have, seem to have less games to make up, though, than a lot of other teams. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, I think they're expecting a release, like a revised schedule, um, sometime at the end of January or early February after the bulk of Omicron is hoped to have boiled over. They, see, they say the peak of Omicron should be this coming week, January 10th through 15th or whatever. Um, and then they're hoping after January. We'll see. Well, I've seen the worst of it. We'll see. Hopefully that's right, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully no more games have to get postponed. 
uh, canceled and like a large chunk like they did at the end of December. All right. So with that happy news out of the way, how's everyone doing? Yay. Happy New Year. Um, So I just got done watching the San Jose Sharks game that they played tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, the Sharks won 3-2 to two in Philadelphia in overtime. After trailing the game 2 to nothing. Tomas Hurdle got himself a natural hat trick. That's three goals in a row with no one else scoring in between. So he got two goals in the third, and then he won the game with another goal in the overtime period. Sharks win 3-2 to two against their former goalie, Martin Jones. So that was pretty awesome. Good win for the Sharks. That win puts them in to a playoff position should the season end today, which it doesn't, obviously. But their record is now 19-16-1, uh, which puts them at 8th best in the Western Conference. So they would have the final playoff spot right now. Uh, and it looks like if the season ended today, it would be San Jose uh, playing the Nashville Predators, it looks like. Yeah. So, eh. but it doesn't end today, so I don't have to worry about doing the math and shit. Anyway, um, stepping back a bit, um, I went to a game recently, December thirtieth, a little bit, like a week, a week ago, about nine days ago, December thirtieth. It was still last year. It was twenty twenty one. I went to a game against the same team, the Philadelphia Flyers, but in San Jose. And uh, I went with my friend Brian. And uh, we got there, and we were uh, walking around the arena. And uh, some a gal from the what they call the Tank Patrol approaches us and says, Hey, uh, do you guys want to play this uh, on-ice game in between, in between periods? tonight and my friend Brian was just like jumped at the at the opportunity he didn't even bother to listen to what the game was or anything he just heard on ice you know hot girl talking to us <laughs> so he's like yeah where do I sign baby and uh, can I have your digits he didn't say that but I know he was thinking it but uh he uh he goes he automatically agrees to it before I even have a chance to like say anything so anyway, uh, he, we both sign up for this uh, on-ice game that we're playing against each other. Uh, so we we're told that we had to meet up with them with 14 minutes left in the second period. And then um, the game itself would take place on ice in between the second and third period. So... They also tell us not to really drink anything before before this game happens. Now, we had been drinking at the bar, uh, had a few uh, before we even arrived to the arena. But once we were told that, we're like, okay, we're not going to drink anymore <laughs> uh, before this game takes place. So we uh, meet up around the time that they say. Uh, they take us uh, to an elevator downstairs, lower levels. Um, we get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff kind of, um, 
and uh, they start giving us this equipment, and uh, we get like elbow pads, shoulder pads, and uh, a helmet to put on. And uh, they explain, okay, so this is the game. Uh, oh, and we also have to wear our mask still uh, in addition to this equipment. So we're wearing our mask plus the equipment they gave us. And then they said, okay, so what the game is, is um, we're going to be at center ice. And uh, you guys are going to be connected via a bungee cord. They had like these little chest chest protector things kind of and that's what the bungee cord connected to so uh we're connected against uh via this like bungee cord thing and our backs are and then um they have a basket on one side on each side of the ice and then a bunch of different colored pogo balls well not different color two colors uh two different colored pogo balls laid out at center ice um, they had green and purple. Brian let me pick my color, so I chose green because I was thinking of the Oakland A's. Um, so um, they uh, s- they placed the balls um, at center ice, and they placed it by every other color. So it would be like green, purple, green, purple, green, purple, green, purple, green, purple. So anyway, um, they spread them out at center ice. Brian and I are faced back to back with the bungee cord connected, and we're we're on our we're in our shoes we're in our normal shoes, which I got compliments for mine because I have special like teal shoes that I bought just for when I go to Sharks games. So they're like, "Oh, yours matches your jersey. That's awesome." I was like, "Thanks, thanks." But anyway, um, so uh, the idea is you get as many of your color the balls that you pick. So mine were green. I get as many of the green ones as I can into the basket on my side, and Brian has to get as many of the, of the purple ones into the basket on his side of the ice. And uh, now the bungee cord only gives so much, so the the baskets are are far away enough that, like, say Brian gets all the way to his basket, there's no way I'm going to be able to reach. I'm going to be able to get far enough to reach my basket like stand over my basket so there's only a certain amount of length there's a certain amount of give so um i was just kind of thinking before like okay what kind of strategy can i think of here um i was thinking okay um i'm gonna try to start with the outside ones at the balls on the outer side of the ice first because they're kind of further away and then try to work my way towards the middle, thinking those ones might be easier to get to. So anyway, and then just kind of th- keep in mind, like, work with what Brian gives me. Like, don't try to, you know, push myself any further knowing if I'm going to fall, if, you know, whatever. So anyway, um, starts out, um, like, I have no idea how Brian, what Brian is really doing behind me because I'm concentrating on what I'm doing on my side of the ice. Um, but there was one moment I looked on my way back to try to get, get one of the Pokeballs. I saw Brian wasn't even holding a ball. He was just kind of pulling on the bungee cord like he was trying to pull me back instead of, <laughs> instead of uh, trying to make any in. So I was like, okay, interesting strategy. Cotton, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but... Uh, 
So I'm able to get two in fairly easy, like actually go to the basket and drop it in the basket. Um, and then I grabbed a third one. Oh, the whole game takes place in a minute. We get a whole minute to play this game. So who knows how many I'm actually going to be able to get in in a minute, you know? Um, now I do slip a few times. I fell on my back uh, once and then I fell face forward a couple times and my hands at the ice and I remember I was like, oh my God, it's so cold. Like I was surprised the ice was cold. Like, okay, Wes, what are you doing? Anyway, um, so I picked up the third one and I'm trying to go towards the basket and I, I feel resistance. So I'm like, I'm not going to reach the basket. And then I see one of the employees on the um, ice, like, my, like mimic to me, like, just shoot it, shoot it. So I shoot it, and fortunately, I made it in a basket. So that was my third and final shot in. I have no many, have no idea how many Brian made in. And at this point, to be honest, I thought I lost. Like, I thought there's no way Brian got less than three. I'm thinking he's kicking my ass over there. Because um, I thought I had fallen enough that um, Brian's probably made enough shots to win. So, um, the minute's up, <laughs> Brian comes over and hugs me, and I'm like, okay, he, he must have won if he's, like, hugging me, like, yeah, you know, like, okay, all right, and so we start walking off the ice, and it was kind of funny, because the, the, um, I forget who it was, I think it was the patrol, patrol person, um, uh, the tank patrol gal, she was, like, asking us how many each of us made, I thought somebody on their staff would have been counting. Like, I was like, what if I'm wrong? Like, anyway, I mean, I did fall down and hit my head, lady. Like, I could be concussed. I may not have any idea how many balls I made in the basket. Anyway, I was like, I made three. And then Brian's like, I only made one. And I was so surprised. I was like, what? You only made one? Apparently, Brian tried to shoot multiple times um make basketball shots into his side and just couldn't make make them as opposed to just you know trying to run to it and uh dropping it in the basket like i did so i guess that's where i had the upper hand my one basketball shot it went in whereas he tried a couple different times at least and didn't make them so I ended up winning, and then they, uh, the the gal was like, well, okay, let me get your prize pack. And I was like, what? Like, I get a prize? Uh, I didn't expect a prize. And uh, I thought this was just for fun, you know? <laughs> and so um, she comes back, and he says, okay, here are the uh, season ticket details for next year. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. I get season tickets? Hot psych. Just kidding. I didn't get season tickets. I know a lot of you are like, whoa, no fucking way. <laughs> You're right. No fucking way. I didn't get season tickets for next year. Uh, what they gave me was a shirt and a scarf. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, thank you. Um, the shirt was not my size, so I just gave it to Brian. Um, and uh, I held on to the scarf. The scarf's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, but it was fun. It was nice. Now, the only thing is during this time, um, while we were getting ready. Now, before, yeah, 
while we were getting ready, we were getting the you know the shoulder pads, knee pads, and all that on. While we were doing that, the Sharks had scored twice. <laughs> Logan Couture had scored a goal, and Brent Burns had scored a goal. So um, the Sharks had tied tied up the game. I think two to two. And, or they had taken no, it was a two two one lead. They had taken a two one lead with those two goals. So um, that kind of sucked. Uh, but we were like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, after we got ready, we were able to stand really close to the ice and like right by the boards and right where players enter um, before we, you know, enter the ice ourselves for the for the game in between periods. So it was cool to watch the game really far, really, really close to the boards like we did for a while. We got to watch the game there for like the last five minutes of the um second period so that was pretty cool like we saw some guys get like hit against the glass right in front of us so it was like whoa <laughs> i i kept hoping like a puck would flip over and i get a puck but i didn't but that's okay that's okay um but yeah uh so then uh in the third period the flyers scored again and uh tied it up at two and then, so that game went into overtime, much like their game against the Flyers went into overtime tonight. Um, and just like tonight, uh, Tomas Hurdle scored the winning goal in overtime. So the Sharks won by a score of 3-2 to two on December 30th, just like they won 3-2 to two tonight. And Hurdle got the winning goal both nights. So, had that in common. The Sharks finally won a game in their stealth jerseys this year. Uh, their black jerseys they wear in Thursday games at Thursday home games. They won their first game in those jerseys on December 30th. So finally, nice to get that goose egg off. So, yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, there's still more shark stuff to discuss. Now, today it was announced that Evander Kane is um, being placed on unconditional waivers by the San Jose Sharks. Now, uh earlier it was uh it was um how do you call it it was not expected for this to happen at all this year what the plan seemed to be was that he would play the rest of the year with the San Jose Barracuda minor league team and then they would just buy out his contract at the end of the season uh, but some more shit has gone down, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Um, so he apparently violated not only the NHL COVID protocols earlier this year when he had a fake NHL vaccination card for which he got suspended 21 games. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah, he did that. Anyway, so in the AHL, the minor leagues, he uh, along with some other Barracuda, because this Omicron thing has been going around, he contracted uh, the COVID-19 virus. Uh, just And so he went into the COVID protocols, as they call him, along with some of his teammates. But apparently, and I don't know when this happened, but apparently Evander decided to travel to Vancouver while still... COVID positive and that's definitely a breaking the rules not a good idea um, so the Sharks today announced that they're placing them on unconditional waivers 
And um, anyway, um, this is going to be fought by the NHL Player Association. They're going to file a grievance, assuming he clears the waivers, which I'm pretty sure he will. I doubt any team will pick him up. Uh, but yeah. So this could be good news, though, because uh, this could mean a lot of money is coming off the books for the Sharks, like $22 million, $28 million, something like that. I know he's owed at least $22 million, so they want to have to uh, pay them that for the three remaining years on his contract. Um, and then they wouldn't, you know, he'd no longer be a part of the, it no, no longer be a penalty to their salary cap anymore should the waivers go through. Now, it's basically the San Jose Sharks and the NHL against Evander Kane and the NHL Players Association. We'll see who wins. They, I guess they could work out a deal in the end. Like they could say, oh, the Sharks agree to pay 40% overall of this contract and just say, get out of here, you know, or something like that. I guess some, I don't know. This is sort of, this kind of like unprecedented, you know, how we say it with a lot of COVID shit, unprecedented. This is unprecedented. Um, this isn't something that really happens all the time. People usually aren't this stupid. So I don't know how it's going to work out financially in the end, but what my hope is is that the Sharks can use some free money that they get out of this and uh, re-sign Tomas Hurdle to a long-term deal. That would be the nice thing. So hopefully, hopefully that can happen. Hopefully the Sharks can keep Tomas Hurdle around and because uh, he's really showing, showing how good he is right now. He's up in his value, to say the least. Uh, 20 goals so far this season, so... He's looking good, and uh, we've—I mean, Sharks fans have known that uh, Hurdle has had had this in him for a while. It was just a matter of staying healthy. He looks good out there right now, though. Uh, so hopefully, they can use some of this free money from the Evander Kane situation and get Hurdle to stick around. That would be nice. All right, okay, I'm done with hockey, you guys. That's it. That's all I got. An update on hockey. We've only gone about 23 minutes into this podcast episode, and it's all just been about the San Jose Sharks. So, anyway, there was a lot to share. I had to. I had to. I had to. Okay, tomorrow, Sunday, January 9th, is a big sports day because we got the San Francisco 49ers playing in their 17th game of the season. What? What what did you say? I said there's 17th game of the season. No, there's only 16 games. Nope, there's now 17 games in a season. It's new. It happened for the first time this year. 17 games in a season. So, tomorrow is our 17th game of the season. And tomorrow we'll decide whether or not the, the 49ers make the playoffs. So, they play the St. Louis. No, not the St. Louis. They play the Los Angeles Rams uh, tomorrow in L.A. at 1.25 p.m. And if the 49ers win, they're in the playoffs. Bye-bye. They're in the playoffs. Uh, they would finish with a, uh, what is it? They're like, I think they're 9-7 right now. So they would finish with the 10-7 and seven record, which sounds weird to say, um, if they win the game tomorrow. And... That would put them in the playoffs. Woohoo! Um, now, if they don't win tomorrow, uh, they need uh, the New Orleans Saints to lose. Uh, 
I don't know who the Saints play off the top of my head because I am counting on the 49ers to win. Okay? I'm just counting on them to win. So, big game tomorrow, 1.25 p.m. against the Rams. Now, the Rams are already in the playoffs. Is it possible they might rest a few guys? Maybe. Now, they've clinched a playoff spot, but they haven't clinched the division. So, being that they probably want to clinch the division, I don't think they'll rest anybody. But, I mean, they could. They could. Maybe. We'll see. We shall see. Anyway, um, and also tomorrow, the Golden State Warriors, coming off two losses, back-to-back losses on the road, um, so they're no longer the best team in the NBA. They are the second best record-wise uh, with the 29-9 and record. Uh, the Phoenix Suns sit right above them with the 30-8 and record. Uh, but tomorrow will be the return, the much-anticipated return of one Clay Thompson to the Golden State Warriors lineup. So that is exciting for sure for Warriors fans. And what's even better is that game will be at like 5.30, I think, 5, 5.30 tomorrow uh, on Com, no, no, on uh, NBA Sports uh, Bay Area and uh, NBA TV. So those that are 49ers fans and Warriors fans will be able to watch both and won't have to worry about missing any of either game. So that's kind of cool. Tomorrow's going to be a fun-filled sports day for me. <laughs> so... Yeah. So that's going on tomorrow. Uh, Warriors obviously are looking good this year. And then with adding Clay back, uh, this should just be even better. I expect Clay might play like, I don't know, I'm going to say 15 minutes maybe, maybe 20 minutes tomorrow. We'll see. I know they're not just going to put him into overdrive right away. Got to ease him back into the pace of game and stuff like that. All right, all right. Shut up, Mike. Not Mike. There's a motorcycle outside. It was really loud. <laughs> Why? Anyway, uh, there's another sport. Oh, what was the other sport? Oh, yeah, that's Major League Baseball. They're still in a lockout. Nothing's going on. There's nothing to talk about. I mean, there is, but there really isn't. There's some minor league signings and stuff going on. Uh, the Oakland A's announced their new manager. It's Mark Kotze, who was probably me, my number one pick given the options, so I'm glad they got him. Apparently, they're going to bring in Brad Osmus as a bench manager or as a bench coach. Um, hopefully, Kotze never gets ejected because I don't want Osmus to manage. Um, anyway, it's funny because MLB Trade Rumors uh, website um, – Aside from some uh, player chats that they do, like they'll get former players to come online or even current players to come online and chat with uh, members of their website. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're they reaching for like, uh, um, what do you call it? They're reaching for uh, stories to put on their website because there's nothing happening in Major League Baseball right now. So they've done a lot of articles where, like, this team was thinking about signing this guy before the lockout. 
this team was thinking about doing this. I was like, why are we just talking about like what teams are thinking? Like, can you imagine if we did this with everything? Like, we reported what people were just thinking. Hey. Anyway, um, some cool things have happened though, baseball wise, also uh non MLB in Australia today or tomorrow or whatever it is. Um uh, they made history. The Melbourne Aces in Australia made, made history. Left-handed pitcher Genevieve Beacom uh, made history by becoming the first female professional baseball player in Australia. She pitched a scoreless inning. She's uh, 17 years old. Um, she throws like 80 to 84 miles per hour. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the show Pitch from Fox. It was a great show, by the way. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yo, Oakland. You know what? I'd be cool with you signing her to a major league deal, make some history of her own, grab some fans, use it as a spark plug to draw some attendance to Oakland. Nah, do it. But it sounds like she's actually a legit, you know, like, you know, a legit pitcher. Uh, has a good, good curveball and all that and her her velocity will probably go up too because she's only 17 so usually you know your arm gets stronger and stuff like that so that could be interesting uh being left-handed obviously helps um but yeah so that so that was uh pretty cool news in baseball world overall uh I've noticed a lot more players, like not too many huge names, but there are a lot more players during this lockout that are signing uh, with Korean Baseball League. Like, I think, I don't think, I think they're tired of waiting for Major League Baseball. So, like, uh, Sean Nolan signed with the Kia Tigers. The biggest name I saw was Gregory Polanco, who had played with the Pirates. He signed a deal with the KBO team recently. Um, but, yeah, there's been quite a few... Uh, KBO uh, contracts handed out, and I'm just wondering how many more are going to be signing in, in Korea and give up on um, waiting for Major League Baseball to get their shit together. Um, some sad news. Um, former A's reliever Jim Corsi passed away. He also was a pitcher for the Red Sox um, and the Orioles, as well as the Marlins and Astros. Um he was part of the 1989 World Series A's team. Um, and uh, so that sucked. What sucked is a Boston, uh, a Boston news group uh, did a story, did a story on him. And they were saying, oh, he's, they, they had like an interview with him. And there's, I'm sorry, he wasn't on the 89 A's team. He was on, um, uh, Oh, yeah, he was on the 89 team. Shut up, Wes. What are you talking about? I thought I was right. Anyway, so um, the this news news group in Boston did an interview with him, and he was talking about how he had uh, colon cancer and I, and I think liver cancer, and he was saying how he never got a colonoscopy when he should have, which was one of the reasons it got so bad. Um, he said, you know, he was an athlete and felt like, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen to him because he's healthy and whatnot. 
anyway, it was a sad story. It was hard to watch. And he said he like he knew he was dying. Anyway, they filmed this interview in like November. Um, they show it on TV. Like, uh, what day was that? Uh, they show it on TV. It was like a week ago. Not even a week ago. Maybe Monday? Maybe Tuesday? It's like Monday or Tuesday they show it on TV. And then the day after they show the they show the um interview on TV, he passes away. I was like, why did you guys wait so long to show this interview? They so they showed it on the sixth on TV. So it wasn't even it was on Thursday, I think. Yeah. No, that can't be right. No, I think they showed it earlier in the week. Anyway, but yeah, he he passed away the day after they showed the interview on TV. I was like, you filmed this interview in November and you just waited till now to show it? It's almost like you jinxed him, you know? Anyway, uh, sucks. He had colon cancer and liver cancer, both in stage four. Um, But yeah, that sucks. Only 60 years old. Uh, anyway, all right, so I've rambled on quite a bit here. Oh, only 33 minutes, huh? Um, so Omicron hopefully won't make a dent in my upcoming plans where I'm hopefully going to the San Jose Sharks game January 15th. Um, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then again January 17th on Martin Luther King Day against the LA Kings. Those games should be fun, so I'm looking forward to going to those. And then uh, my mom's actually going to come back with me uh, when I come back to Sacramento on the 17th, and then I leave again for San Jose on the 22nd for my friend Brian's birthday party. So then my mom will ride back with me to San Jose. Because she's just, she's not going to stay with me, but she's going to visit her brothers while she's here. So anyway. Anyway, I'm just thinking out loud now. I don't know why I told you guys that. But yeah, those are my plans, guys. Woo! For the next couple weekends, I'm going to be in San Jose. So, um, all right, guys. Good talk. Um, And... Until next time, whenever that is, let's go sports. Um, Some comedy shows that you might feel like checking out. Um, uh, They released um, an old show that Bo Burnham had did um, on MTV on Netflix. It got canceled by MTV, uh, but now it's on Netflix. Just one season called uh, Zach Stone's Gonna Be Famous. I've watched four episodes so far, and while I can see why it was canceled, I can also find there's some funny parts to it. A lot of stuff said, like, under his breath. Uh, that's pretty funny. So I think it's worth checking out, especially if you're a Bo Burnham fan. Um, MacGruber on Peacock. I watched that one, like, really quick. I watched that in, like, two days. That was a really funny show. I liked the series uh, even better than the movie that they did. With MacGruber, with Will Forte, Ryan Felipe, Kristen Wiig. Uh, that was a really funny show. 
Um, there's a new season of the standups on Netflix. Um, there was a, a nice segment from Mark Normand on there. That was pretty good. If you like, if you like dark comedy, uh, Mark Normand is a hilarious comedian. Uh, you can find him on there. Um, he had a good, it's like a 30 minute segment on there. Anyway. All right. Uh, that's about it right now. Uh, hopefully soon. Like I I'm hoping this year I get back into stand-up comedy myself uh, after this Omicron stuff passes through, hopefully. And hopefully next episode or so, I'll be announcing my next shows uh, that you can come watch me bomb horribly at. And, yeah. So until then, guys, uh, take care and have fun and be safe and all that. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, and if you want to call in and, like, talk about anything, Evander Kane or whatever, uh, call the number, 916-237-7237. If we like what you have to say, we will air it on an episode of the podcast, and you won't get paid anything for it. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Yes, it is. Say it is. Okay, bye.